Very, very beautiful explanation, taking two very, very different, seemingly different mitzvahs, the mitzvah of remembering Shabbats and the mitzvah of remembering Amalek and finding the common theme between them with a very, very beautiful lesson at the end. The end of the parsha, parsha's kisaytze, it speaks of the midst of remembering Amalek. Remember that which Amalek did to you on the way out of Mitzrayim. And the pasta continues, you should not forget. So of course the question becomes, you already told me to remember. What does it mean to not forget? Aren't they the same thing? So the Chazal say, this is in the Sifri, this is in the Gemara Megillah. Zakhir is bepeh on letishkech is belev. Zakhir means with words, to actually say out the words. Zakhir is ashash l'chamalik, which is what we do every day at the end of davening, when we remember Amalek with our words. And letishkech is belev. It's not just enough to say it, you have to also actually feel it. You have to, you have to, it has to be something that has to be meaningful in your heart. So there's two separate things. One is to say it, and one is to feel it. And this idea that there's there's, a, there's an aspect of saying it, an aspect of feeling it, is something that we find with regards to Shabbos as well. In the Teras Kerenim on the Posik, remember the day of Shabbos to sanctify it. I would think, says the Medrash, that this is in your heart, that you have to feel the holiness of Shabbos. So he says, no, we know that Zacher and Vishamer, that when Abishar said Zacher and Shamer, he said them both at the same time. So when he says the word Shamar, observe or guard the Shabbos, this is referring to something that's in your heart. So what does it mean when it says Zacher? This is something that you should express with your words. So there's a mitzvah when it comes to Shabbos to remember Shabbos with words, as well as to remember Shabbos in your heart, something that, that it should be meaningful. So we have a comparison here between two seemingly very different mitzvahs, the mitzvah of Shabbos and the mitzvah of Amalek, the both of remembering Shabbos and remembering Amalek, that in both it is something that I have to remember and feel, as well as something that I have to express in words. This comparison between Shabbos and Amalek is also found with regards to when am I obligated to remember them. With regards to the, the mitzvah of remembering Amalek, the Rambam says, It is a mitzvah say to constantly remember the bad deeds of Amalek and the fact that he ambushed us. In order to awaken within us a hatred to Amalek. As the Pasuk says, you should remember what Amalek did to you. The Rambam adds, so from this we see that the Rambam is consistent with these teachings with the teaching of the Badish that we mentioned before, that we learned on this passage, that when it says Zacher, it means with words, and means in the heart. So the Ramam is, is consistent with this same Pshat, but he's adding Lizker Tamit. That, that to remember what Amalek did is a constant mitzvah. And even though the Rambam is just one opinion, and there are other opinions, such as the Ramban and the Sefer Achinuch, that say that the mitzvah of remembering Amalek is not a daily mitzvah. There are certain opinions that hold that the mitzvah to remember Amalek is a one-time thing. Or others say that it's an annual thing, that once a year you have to express 
the remembrance of a Amalek, or something like that, meaning to say that these opinions hold that it's not a constant or daily mitzvah. Yes, nevertheless, we can say, as Eich Zeh Halten, as Venmedi's Maskim, I say, Bechoyem, is the Mekayim, Bechopam, it's Menatera. They will agree that when you do remember Amalek daily, each time you're fulfilling a mitzvah. Even though you may not be obligated to do it every single day, but if you did do it every single day, whenever you do it, you're fulfilling a mitzvah of remembering Amalek. Because there is a certain constancy to the mitzvah of remembering Amalek, that even though if you're not positively obligated to do so every single moment, but whenever you do do it, you are fulfilling a mitzvah. So we see that the mitzvah of remembering Amalek is something that is constant. Similarly, we find with regards to remembering the mitzvah, uh, remembering Shabbos, the primary aspect of it is to remember the day of Shabbos on the day of Shabbos, to observe it properly. However, the Ramban says on this, in his commentary, on the on, on the psukim, not just a uh, not just a drash or something that is uh, uh, um, added on, but it's a basic understanding. As their pasuk Shabbos that this pasuk of remembering Shabbos is a mitzvah We should constantly remember every single day, the day of Shabbos, even during the week when we buy something, when we go out to do something, we're constantly thinking about Shabbos and preparing for Shabbos. So we see another comparison between remembering Shabbos and remembering Amalek that it's something that is done on a regular basis, constantly. See if Beis, the Rebbe is going to say, and now that we realize that these are both constant mitzvahs, this will help us understand the uh, various medrashim with regards to these mitzvahs. According to this idea, this we just explained, that there is this other comparison that both are constant, not just both have a, a mitzvah of zacher, bepeh and belave in the in, in in the heart and through speech, and but also that they are constant. This will help us understand these medrash. First of all, you have the tanchuma. After pasuk zacher, so the medrash says like this: Kan ksiv zacher. Here it says here by a malik it says zacher. Who be shabbos ksiv zacher, and by shabbos it says zacher. Shnei and shavin bitmiya. Are they both the same? They're both using the same words and giving a very uh, giving the same mitzvah. But how can you compare the two? Shabbos and a malik. Amar shleim mevachulu and medrash over there gives an answer. The shleim amalek said a pasuk that describes that the taka not different. The the taka are different. The taka not the same. And, and, and you can't compare the two. But we're not focusing on Slema's answer. We're focusing more on the question. That the Medrash seems to think that there's a comparison between Zacher and, between Shabbos and Amalek. Similarly, that which was brought in Pirkei Debelazer, as Bishas Meishir Abenu had gezakt Zacher as Hashem also lecha Amalek, but Derek Matzeis Chaim Mitzrayim. Meishir said, "Remember that which Amalek did to you on the way out of Mitzrayim." Amru la Yisrael. So the Yidden say to him, "Meishir Abenu, our Rebbe Meishir." One Pasuk tells us to remember Amalek. And another Pasuk is telling us to remember Shabbos. How can we fulfill both? Here you're telling us to remember this. Here you're telling us to remember that. Varum. Seemingly, what's the Pshat? Of the, what are they asking? Sais Chida Shabbos, Sais Chida Samalek, is Aleph, this Chida Bepeh, Noisif of this Chida Belev. Number one, it's something that has to be said. With, with words, in addition to the remembering it in the heart, they're both the same in the fact that they have to be remembered constantly. 
When the Rebbe Frak ben Hayech is kind with Shneim, and therefore we're asking, how can you do both? People are saying, the Rebbe Frak ben Hayech In other words, now that we said that the, the, these are both constant mitzvahs, so that explains why they're asking, Hayech is kind with Shneim, how can we do both at the same time? How can I remember two things at the same time? So now that I understand that these are constant mitzvahs, I now understand what the Medrash is asking, Shneim Shavim. Are they both the same? Meaning to say, can I, how, how can I do both at the same time? But the Rebbe right away refutes that explanation. That is not the question that these Medrashim are asking. On the contrary, there are other things that have to be remembered every day. For example, the remembering going out of Mitzrayim. Which has to be done every day. Is moving, therefore it's understood. As a filov and sve other merit and mitzvah midiyes, even if you have two or more constant mitzvahs that need to be remembered, said as they need to consider in its own faith. They don't contradict, excuse me, one another. It's possible for a person to remember two or more things. You could think about two or more things at once. This is a the fact that you have to say it out is obviously that it doesn't have to be done in every single moment of the day. You have to eat, you have to sleep, you have to talk to other people, you have to daven. You can't be saying 24-7. So clearly, it's not something that you're saying every single second of the day. And even with regards to the fact that it has to be in your heart, even if you're going to say that it has to be constant in your, constantly in your heart, it still doesn't contradict to remember something else constantly in the heart. The proof is, there are six mitzvahs, which the Chinuch says that they are, they are obligatory on a constant basis. It should never stop, never be removed from the person, even for one moment. So if I could have Avas Hashem and Yiraz Hashem at the same time, I could also think about Shabbos and I could also think about Amalek. If it's in my heart, if it's something that I'm not, I don't have to use words, then why can't I think about more than one thing? So therefore, the Rebbe is asking a question, what is, what is really the question, what are these Medrashim asking? What was the problem with the fact that there's two Zochers? So that's our first question. We, we're, we're going to explain this based on what we said, that they're both mitzvah spidiyas, and there's going to be a very beautiful explanation. But in the meantime, we have to understand what is even the question in the first place. What's the problem? Why can't you think about two things at the same time? Gimel. Also, in Moshe's answer to them, we're going to have a number of questions. We also have to understand how the Pirkei de Rebelezer explains Moshe Rabbeinu's answer. The answer was like this. You can't compare a cup of fine wine to a cup of vinegar. This is a cup and this is a cup, but they're not comparable. The Zohar of Shabbos is to observe and to sanctify the day of Shabbos, as the Pasuk says, is for holiness. And this is being remembered for punishment, to be obliterated, to be destroyed. So even though they're both a Zohar, they're not the same. 
So they said, how can we do both Zezacher and Zezacher? No, no, worry about it. That's two, it's two different Zachers. One is fine wine, one is vinegar. They might both be both be cups, but then it's two different things. Aleph, so the question that I've asked for today, how does this answer the question? The question was, how can you have two things at once? Which we, we asked also, what's the problem with that? But let's go back to the question. How can you have two things at once? So how, what are you telling me that, it, that it's two, two different things? How does that answer the question? Base. What is the significance of the comparison to fine wine versus vinegar? How does that help us understand the answer to the question? You could have maybe said uh, other drinks, other 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 things. Why why specifically wine versus vinegar? Why does he have to say this is a cup and this is a cup? What is that adding to the answer? And the fourth question is in the, in the end when he says that zacher, this zacher is for holiness and this zacher is for a punishment. What is he telling us? That is very clear in these commandments. That the purpose of remembering Amalek is the exact opposite of remembering Shabbos. Remembering Shabbos is for purposes of sanctification, of holiness, etc. And the purpose of Amalek is for destroying Amalek. Remembering Amalek is to destroy it. So how, how does that answer and what's it telling us? So we have really five questions here. Number one, what was really the question? What are they asking? Why really can't you have to remember two things uh, at the same time? Number two, what's Moshe's answer? Number three, why mention wine versus vinegar? Number four, why mention this is a cup and this is a cup? And number five, what is the Chiddush of Moshe Rabbeinu that this is Lekat Lishmir or Lekadish and this is Lo'inish? We, we know that already. That's, that's part of the question. Sif Dalit. In Sif Dalit, the Rebbe is going to give the beer. And the Rebbe ultimately is going to explain to us that even mitzvahs that are b'machshava, even mitzvahs that are meant to, that, that, that there's no action involved, nevertheless, they are meant to permeate the person and impact him or her all the way down to the action level. And that's going to answer all the questions. In Mitzvah's Pechlal, there are three categories. Mitzvah's so Mitzvah's that are, that are actions, putting on film, eating matzah, etc. Mitzvah's of words, such as davening, saying Kriyashma. Mitzvah's that are in thought, such as Amunah Sashem, Abbas Hashem, Yidah Sashem, and so on and so forth. And the Shleimus in Kiyah Mitzvahs is, but the perfection of the fulfillment of Mitzvahs, as Oich Mitzvahs of Mitzvahs, on Zayim Ekevanas HaMachshav HaSadam, that even Mitzvahs that are just actions should be, should be done together with the person's thought and proper intent. And conversely, even the mitzvahs that are only in speech or in thought, which means there's no practical action connected, it should still impact a person in his day-to-day -day actions.
So the mitzvahs that are actions should go should 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 utilize the person's intent, and the mitzvahs that are in intent should impact the actions. Similar to the mitzvah of amuna, which to have faith in Hashem, which is a mitzvah that's in the heart. But it's meant to have an impact on the on, on the fulfillment of all the mitzvahs. Like the Chazal tell us. The Chavaku came and he based, he established all the mitzvahs on one mitzvah. Shenemar v'tzadik v'monosa yichya. The Pesach says that, the Chavaku says that a tzadik will live through, a righteous person will live through his faith. That through a faith, through, through emunah, this leads to becoming a tzadik, to doing all the mitzvahs. So we see that the idea of emunah, which starts out belayed, is meant to have very practical implications. Now, the Rebbe adds another point, and he says, Amongst all the various mitzvahs that are done either through speech or through thought, meaning to say, not through action, what stands out are the mitzvahs that are in memory. In other words, Amunas Hashem, Aves Hashem, Yis Hashem is b'machshava, but it's not something you have to remember. And these mitzvahs that we're talking about, Sechidas Maisa Amolik and Sechidas Shabbos, these are things that are about remembering something. Remember that Hashem created the world. Remember the day of Shabbos. Remember what Amolik did. These mitzvahs stand out. Why? Because I feel even there's the current of Zion Bedibor, even though the, 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 even if you're going to say that it's something that has to be spoken out, the ultimate mitzvah, the purpose of, the, of saying it, is so the person should think about it and have it in mind, the intent. And now, and the ultimate of remembering something is not just saying it out with words or, or thinking about it in a fleeting thought. Nor as dozol em dernemen. Rather, the purpose of the remembering it is that it should permeate him. It should permeate his entire being. He's reliving and experiencing that thing that he's remembering. So, the, the, in the mitzvah, so if something is a mitzvah of, of remembering, this stands out because it's intended to permeate the person so that he should relive this entire experience. And the proof is from the words of the Rambam, with regards to remembering Amalek, by saying it, yeah, it should awaken the person to go to war against Amalek. In other words, it should have a practical application. So the mitzvah of Zechira, a mitzvah that has a remembrance to it, is not just something that I, I, that I think about, it's something that I think about in a way that it changes me. And, and, and uh, so that I should feel and experience this thing that I'm remembering. And now we can understand the question that the Yidin asked of Meshach Rabbeinu, as is explained in Pirkei Rebbe Lazar. If Zikaron is about a, 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 a transformation, if Zikaron is about a state of mind that I am that I am permeated with this memory, 
how can I experience at the same time two, two opposite experiences the six mitzvahs that are constant mitzvahs that are brought in the Sefer HaChinuch such as loving Hashem fearing Hashem faith in Hashem that I can understand that it is a constant remembrance of it which includes all of them together because they're all on the same theme it's all about connecting to Hashem so therefore, you could you could you, you could have various different things in your head because you're all headed in the same. They're all headed in the same direction. But Shabbos and Amalek are so different one from another. They are actually paradoxical. They are the exact opposite ideas. So how can you have? Two opposite ideas, ideas that are meant to change the person. It, how can you you have two changes happening, two transformations happening in the same moment? And the Rebbe explains why they are so different from each other. The idea of remembering Shabbos is to remember the creation of Hashem at all times. To thank Hashem or to accept at all moments. That the world as a creator. As the Chinuch says, we should engrave into our hearts the faith in the creation of the world, that the Abish created the world in six days. Does haste, which means to say, remembering Shabbos consists of the fact that we constantly remember as an Abish that Shafan developed, that the created the world, and is constantly daily. Recreating the world every moment. We mainly is moving, therefore it's understood. As in them, Zikarin, that they hurt in their field. With the Rebbe, there is their shout on Balabayas of Elt. In this remembrance, it is felt and it is experienced that the Abishter is the ruler of the world and the owner of the world. And everything that exists in the world, the Abishter is the Balabayas, the Abishter is in charge. That's Shabbos. Shabbos is to remember that the Abishter created the world, and the Abishter is constantly recreating the world, and therefore the Abishter is in control of the world. Amalek, on the other hand, Amalek is defined by the by the expression he knows his master and intends deliberately rebels against him. Not only does Amalek know that God exists, he knows that the Abister is his master. Of M, of their Welt, on him and on the world. Nevertheless, he deliberately rebels against Hashem. The whole intent and the whole purpose of Amalek is to make it is to rebel against the, uh, godliness. To negate the rulership of Hashem. So Shabbos is about acknowledging and experiencing the rulership of Hashem. Amalek is about negating the rulership of Hashem. So it, when you tell a Yid, you have to remember Amalek. Even though the purpose of it is to, is to negate Amalek's existence or the, or the idea of Amalek. As it is in the most literal sense, that the purpose of remembering what Amalek did is to obliterate Amalek's existence. 
Oh, so even though the purpose is to get rid of it, but this means that a person has to accept in his consciousness that there is, exists in this world and Torah acknowledges that this exists, the idea of rebelling against Hashem. Which makes it possible to obliterate it. This is the exact opposite kind of remembrance of the remembrance of Shabbos. You're telling a person, I want you to remember what Amalek did. Which means that the person has to experience and acknowledge the fact that there is a concept of rebelling against Hashem. At the same time that you're asking him to remember Shabbos when he is supposed to when he's supposed to, remembering Shabbos, which means to say, to acknowledge and experience the rulership of Hashem. The fact that you can't rebel against Hashem. So this, is the, this was the Yidin's argument. They're both a zocher, they're both a remembrance. These both have to be a true remembrance, which as we said before, is something that impacts the person and changes. How they how they experience it is how can it consist of two opposite ideas? The, the remembrance of Shabbos, which has to permeate the entire being of the Yid, with the feeling, with the experience that the Abishir is the ruler of the entire world, and at the same time, you want him to remember with, with, with for real, in a truthful way, that a Molik exists, who, who rebels against the rulership of Hashem in this world. They couldn't, they couldn't figure out how to do this. I can't internalize both of these things. Either I can internalize that the Abishter is the ruler of the world, and nobody can go up against that. Or I can internalize the fact that there's, that there's Merida Ba'ashem. But, if, but I, I can internalize both simultaneously. See, hey, now comes Meish Rebbeinu's answer. This is Meish's answer. You can't compare a, f- a cup of fine wine and a cup of vinegar. This is a cup and this is a cup. But this is Zacher Lishmir of the Kaddish. This is a Zacher to observe and to sanctify, this is a zakhar for punishment. The Abir and the Rebbe explains very, very gishmak. We understand why it says kois and why it says chaymets and why and, 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 and what Meshavin is saying. He is answering them exactly what they need to know and what we need to know. In chaymets, in chaymets, we find two opposite elements. Number one, does is it's something that you cannot drink. It's not fit for drink. You don't make a, you don't make a bracha on it. Uli Yidach, on the other hand, Zagin Chazal, Chazal tell us in the Gemara in Yuma, as Chaymitz is Meishvis HaNefesh. Chaymitz has the ability to revive the person, to wake him up, to revive him, which is why a person is not allowed to consume vinegar on Yom Kippur. Nachmer, Mekifin Bekama Mekaymitz, we find in various places, as Chaymitz, vinegar is seen not as a independent entity, it is something that comes from wine. It is something that originated as wine, and therefore it's not its own drink. It's something that is connected to wine. It affects the bracha, and affects other areas in halacha that, that you see that it began as wine, and now it became chaymets. 
Which means to say like this. As a matter of fact, in, 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 there's an interesting, uh, uh, one of the artists, first the Gemara in Brachas. The Gemara in Brachas, there's a story that Huna had 400 barrels of wine and they all turned into vinegar, which is a, which is a very big financial loss. So his friends told him that he should look through, he should uh, look through his actions, look back at his, some of his actions. Has he done something wrong that he brought upon himself such a calamity? So the end is, is that he found that there was one worker that he actually uh, he, he had thought he was stealing from him and he didn't pay him. So he went and he paid him and then a miracle happened. There's two opinions in the Gemara. One says that the vinegar became wine. Another one says that the vinegar became very expensive and it was sold at the same price as wine. So what we see from here is that vinegar does have, could have value. So on the one hand, vinegar is nothing. On the other hand, vinegar is revives the soul and it could become very expensive. And it's actually really, an, a, 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 a really part of the wine family. So these two opposing elements are going to teach us something very important. In Pnimi on a deeper level, this means that even Amalek, which is in this case the vinegar, has a source in holiness. The very fact that it's possible that there could be an existence of something that is rebelling against Hashem, at the same time when we know the truth is that nothing exists other than Hashem, so how could something rebel against Hashem? This is because the Abishter created this this way. The Abishter is omnipotent. So the Abishter has the power to create something that would rebel against Hashem. How do you reveal this godly source that Amalek has? By breaking Amalek. By breaking this idea that it is rebelling against Hashem. Then you reveal its, its, its godly source. as And then it reveals its true deep, uh, uh, inner source. That even this existence, this being, that is rebelling against Hashem, is in truth not a contradiction to godliness. This could be made a little more gishmak. Could be that uh, this, this idea that Amalek has a godly source and could be elevated, uh, it, it needs uh, it needs a source. So the Rebbe over here brings brings a source. So it's making more gishmak. The Gemara says that everything that Hashem said is Aser, there is something very similar to it that is Mutter. The Gemara over there brings various different examples of things that are Aser, but there's also something else that's very similar to it that's mutter. So, following that reasoning, that here we have something that's aser. Amalek is aser. But there's going to be a counterpart to this in the mutter. We find something similar to this in the realm of holiness. There was an argument in the yeshiva in heaven, in above. That the Abishter had one opinion, and the Mesifta Derekiah, the Yeshiva Shalmaila, had an opposing opinion to that of the Abishter. In other words, the Abishter allowed, created a possibility that there should be a Yeshiva Shalmaila in which they will argue with Hashem. 
So that's in the in, in, in the realm of Kedusha. In the realm of Klippa, the same thing exists. That there is a concept of Amalek that was created by the Abishter, and Abishter gave it the ability to be Mechav and liberated by to rebel against Hashem. And when we break that rebellion, we reveal that in truth, its source is godliness. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to the people. You can't compare a cup of vinegar and a cup of wine. This is a cup and this is a cup. The fact that I could remember both the day of Shabbos and Amalek at the same time is as their farewell bay design in an Indian from Kois. Is because they both are the concept of a cup. What's a cup? A Both of them are a receptacle to receive within them the revelation of godliness and holiness. Because also Amalek, as we just explained, is sourced, is rooted in Kedusha. Even though they're both a kais, they're both a clay kibble, they're both a receptacle for godliness, but they are not the same. This one is about sanctifying Hashem. This one is about punishment. The revelation of godliness by remembering Shabbos is in it of itself. The remembrance of Shabbos accomplishes this holiness. It reveals the oneness of Hashem. But it's Amalek, but the, the revelation of godliness that is accomplished by remembering Amalek is only if you remember it to the negative. By beating and subduing this attitude of rebelling against Hashem, when you break it, then you bring out the Elokos in it. So how it's done is done differently. But both, both have the same intent and the same purpose. And then it becomes revealed that this cup of vinegar is actually a cup. It's, it, it's a receptacle. That even vinegar could revive and reveal the spirituality. Because only through remembering Amalek can you reveal this idea that Amalek comes from the infinite most part of godliness. Now, when you remember Shabbos, you don't necessarily have this advantage. Because it's a positive thing. So you remember Shabbos. Remember Hashem created the world. You bring down godliness into this world. Beautiful thing. But when you remember Amalek, you're revealing this infinite power of Hashem. That Hashem, because he's a is able to create even something that negates his own existence. And then when you break that, that, that rebellion, you reveal a whole new level in Elokos and godliness. And this is based upon and consistent with the Alter Rebbe's explanation in Tanya in Perik Chavzayin. There's two ways to cause the Ebister Nachas. Just like in, 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 uh, in delicacies, in food delicacies, there are two types of delicacies. One is made up of sweet. Uh, a delicious 
foods. And the, they're both delicious. Arevim, sweet foods. And the second type is sharp or bitter foods. Sour foods. Nor is it but they are properly seasoned. Until they become delicacies that revive the soul. And the Alter Rebbe explains, this is the meaning of the Pasik called Paul Hashem L'maneyu, that everything that Hashem made is for His own sake. Even a Rasha on a day of wickedness is also for the sake of Hashem. Peter says the Alter Rebbe, so Yosef Merishe, the fact that there's the existence of a Rasha, of a wicked person, is so that he should return, repent from his wickedness. And transform his evil into light and daylight above. Thus, haste Eich der Paul von Rasha. Even the creation of the wicked person was Eich das is Paul Hashem, which was created by Hashem. Is b'chdesha Yashuv Merishe v'yasa Rasha l'yom v'er. Is for the purpose of transforming that wickedness and to turning it into light and, and, day, and daylight. So, so, and these are the two types of nachas for the Ebishter. One nachas is sweet foods, which is the revelation of light in the direct way. And then there is the, the bitter foods or the sour foods, the sweet and sour, that is then seasoned properly. That is the rasha or the wickedness. That is the indirect uh, 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 transformation. When you take something that's negative and you make it into a positive, this is another type of nachas ruach. So one nachas ruach is Shabbos, where you, where you remember Shabbos and you remember that the Abishah created the world and the Abishah is the balabayas of the world. And then there's the other type of nachas ruach, which is in a sense even greater because you take because you are revealing the oira the infinite aspect of Hashem that is able to to create something that negates godliness, and then when we break that, we reveal this infinite light of Hashem. So this answers all of the questions. We wanted to know what were they asking. They were asking since you, since the chira, since remembrance means a personal transformation. How can you expect two opposite transformations? simultaneously. And Moshe Rabbeinu answers them that even though they're different, but nevertheless they are the same. They're both a kois. They're both, both Amalek and Shabbos are a receptacle for the Abishter's light into this world. It's just they're done differently. And therefore, but, but, but since they both have the same goal, they can be done at the same time. And in Sivav, the Rebbe learns a a lesson in our own personal serving uh, service of Hashem. From this, there's a lesson to every yid in his service of Hashem, in and on both extremes. In when a yid is on a very high, a lofty level, on the level of Shabbos, which is totally holy, sanctified to Hashem, can think to himself, I'm safe. I'm in a very lofty level. I don't have to be careful of anything. Since he's on the level of holiness and he's not engaged in mundane matters. I'm safe, he could think. Therefore, there's a lesson. Whenever we remember Shabbos, we also have to remember Amalek. Because since Amalek does have a source in holiness, even if you're on a higher level, you still have to watch out. Amalek is very powerful. Amalek is not a fly by night. Amalek is something that is rooted in Kedusha and therefore it has real power. 
Now the goal of it is to change it. But until you change it, it has real power. And therefore, even if you're on the highest level, the level of Shabbos, you still have to watch out from what Amalek could affect you. That the klipa of Amalek should have no impact on him. That uh, what would be the klipa samalek? It might be subtle, like it says that even waving a finger in front of a king is considered a rebellion, even though you're not trying to overthrow the crown. But just waving a finger in front of the king is rebellion. So it's possible for a person to be on a very lofty level, but to, to but but to not realize what Amalek is doing, and to, to that even in this loftiest of levels, he can do something that would, on, at least on, in, in, in a subtle way be considered rebelling against Hashem. That's lesson number one. As lofty as you might be, don't think that you are assured. You always have to watch out from the klipa of Amalek and make sure that, you, that it doesn't drag you down into something, even something very subtle. Un on the other hand, Ayid, who imagines, he thinks, that he has fallen so low to the level of Amalek, it's so interesting that the Rebbe says, Duchzechim, he thinks, because no Yid has really fallen to the level of a Malik. But even a Yid who thinks that he fell to the level of a Malik. Torah he's not allowed to despair when Darvisnin has to know. Since a Malik has a source in holiness, is rooted in holiness, he can still transform the Amalek into a cup of vinegar. Which has the power to revive this person back onto a higher level. And even, even greater than that, like the advantage of light when it comes from a place of darkness, that the light is even stronger. So therefore, if he's coming from a, from a place of, of, of lowliness, it means that he has the power to lift himself up even greater. And therefore, you also have this lesson as that he doesn't have to just be on the level of remembering Amalek, which means to say, remember the Abishter by doing the negative, by breaking the cleave of Amalek. He could even elevate himself to remember the Abishter through remembering Shabbos. But the dagger from Kedus Lashem to be on a level of holy to Hashem, even more than that, he can lift himself up to a point that he is sanctifying the Shabbos. Merevi Shabbos is even more than Shabbos is inherently holy, he is increasing the holiness of Shabbos by lifting himself up and by remembering the message of Shabbos. Zachar Sima Shabbos, Lishmir Lakadish. That's the second aspect of the Hira, that even someone who has fallen can lift himself up, not just lift himself up to the level of transforming a Malik, but he can even lift himself up to the level of remembering Shabbos and even to the level of making Shabbos holier than it already was.